Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for being a part of the Eat More Barbecue family. This is episode number 125 of Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast. My guest this week has been called Canada's leading proponent of traditional Southern-style barbecue and is truly a pioneer of the competition barbecue scene in this country. In 2001, his team, Rock and Ronnie's Butt Shredders, became the first Canadian team ever to win a U.S.-based barbecue competition and were two-time Alberta champions and past Canadian national barbecue champions. Ron Shuchuk joins me this week to talk about his involvement in the barbecue community, some of his competition highlights, and some great backyard grilling talk as well. Really had a wonderful conversation with Ron, and I look forward to sharing it with you. Do you have a barbecue or cooking gadget that you would like to have reviewed on the podcast? Coming up in the new year, I'm going to be doing more product reviews on the show, so get in contact with me via social media or by email at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. This episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you by the new season of Back to School Again, a podcast about midlife learners. The next season dives into the power of online learning. Let's take a listen. Hi, I'm Katrina Ingram, host of the Back to School Again podcast, a show for midlife learners. This Back to School season is all about online learning. So for season four, I'm live from my basement, bringing you socially distanced stories. We'll hear from guests who tackled degrees and trained in the trades, who augmented their skills and shifted careers. We'll find out how their back to school journeys have shaped their lives and how they managed to balance work, school and family obligations. This season, I'm proud to partner with Athabasca University, Canada's online university. They're celebrating 50 years as leaders in distance and online education. Find all our episodes and subscribe to the show at backtoschoolagain.ca. We'll see you soon. Find Back to School Again on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find it at backtoschoolagain.ca. That's backtoschoolagain.ca. Welcome, everybody, another episode of the podcast. And uh, my guest this week has been called Canada's leading proponent of traditional Southern-style barbecue and is truly a pioneer, a pioneer sorry, of the competition barbecue scene in this country. In 2001, his team, Rock and Ronnie's Butt Shredders, became the first Canadian team ever to win a U.S.-based barbecue competition, and they were two-time Alberta champions and past Canadian national barbecue champions. Ron Shuchuk, welcome to the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Great to have you aboard. Glad to be here, Ryan. Thanks. That's awesome. Uh, for folks that don't know who you are, a little, uh, a little background info. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I was born in Alberta. I uh, spent a lot of my uh, early years raising my family in, in Calgary. And um, I guess I I'm, I'm, went to university to take journalism, graduated in, in 1981 with a degree from Carleton University in journalism, right. and always wanted to be a writer, but also uh, fell in love with basically meat. <laughs> Early yeah. in my life, because I come from a Ukrainian background, okay, yes. and I like to joke that 
in, in those in Ukraine is like it, the farm stock, you know, back mm. uh, it really comes from, from yes. the farm. It's, yep. I grew up eating out of the three pork groups, right? Bacon, ham, and sausage, you know, hey, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yes. so I grew up in a very meat centric household and learned to love grilling at, at an early age and always loved, loved, you know, I was the guy at the high school, a party where you're supposed to bring your own meat and someone throw it on the grill. And I would bring a four inch porterhouse steak that I'd already right. marinated. And I would be the guy who insists on cooking everyone else's meat. Yep. And, um, so you and got invited to lots of parties then. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I did, I did love to cook and feed yeah. people. Grew yeah. up, I don't know about you, but, uh, I grew up watching the Galloping Gourmet, Graham Kerr. Okay. No, I don't uh, know that one. Where other kids would come home to watch cartoons. I'd right. come home to watch this, Guys, cooking stuff. Watch okay. uh, Graham Kerr get drunk on red wine and cook really nice. good food. Yep. Um, and so, I guess um, after I graduated, uh, you know, from university, moved back to Calgary, and I was working yep. as a communicator. And a friend of mine named Rocco Choncho, mm-hmm. uh, he went down to uh, San Antonio, Texas, to attend a wedding of some of his wife's. Some one of his wife's relatives was getting married down there. And he was struck with how everybody, all the, all the men talked about in particular was barbecue. Right. They were sharing rub recipes and wondering what, what, you know, whether they use hickory or mesquite or whatever, oak or whatever. Yep. And for 20 bucks, uh, he at a Costco down there, he, he came home with a Brinkman water smoker. Right. And he and I just started experimenting with that smoker in his backyard. Mm-hmm. We'd smoke sausages and we'd smoke salmon and we bought cookbooks related to kind of mostly that, you know, game hunters and fishermen would use. And then we heard that there was this barbecue contest that had started up in Calgary called Barbecue yeah. on the Bow. And I think it was in its second year. It was about to have its second, second okay. or third year. It was very early anyway. Right. Yep. And they were having trouble getting Canadian teams. Mm-hmm. And so Carol and Sandy Dougal, who were the, founders of barbecue on the bow and it was actually early on it was called festival on the bow and it was much bigger than barbecue it was a right. music festival and food and all this kind of stuff and carol and sandy had started this barbecue contest and they wanted to get more canadian teams so they brought this guy and i don't know if you know him ryan but his name is bob lyon yeah no i was saw that on your website but not uh, yeah. not familiar with him well bob was a big wig in the pacific northwest barbecue society Yep. And he and his friend, the fire chef, David Veljasic, who was a Vancouver fireman or, uh, who loved chili contests and barbecue. And David ran the Canadian, uh, he, he went to chili contests. And okay, as yeah. an excuse for his American friends to come up to New Westminster and cook with him, he, he started, founded the Canadian Barbecue and Chili Festival. Right, yep. And so, um, anyway, he was a friend of David Veljasic's, and David consulted with the folks in Calgary to start up their barbecue contest, and Bob Lyon was a really good friend of of David's, and they brought Bob Lyon in from Washington State to stage an all-day barbecue workshop for people who are, anybody who was interested in barbecue, and particularly, they were trying to recruit teams for barbecue on the bow, and uh, about a dozen people... Uh, you know, you could call them the apostles of Calgary barbecue in a way, right. because from that group of 12 people spending all day with Bob Lyon mm-hmm. in a 
rented high school classroom uh, somewhere in suburban Calgary. Yep. Spawned about, uh, it spawned about maybe f- at least four or five teams. And okay. we all competed that, that fall yep. uh, in barbecue on the bow. And we were all hooked. That was, and, uh, uh, go ahead. 96, I think. From what your website, I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. And, and we, I think we won best new competitors that year, sort of a yeah. consolation prize. But nonetheless, we were hooked. We, yes. we just loved the whole, you know, you've competed in barbecue contests, I think, right? Uh, not any of the pro, I've done some like backyard stuff. Uh, oh, all right. Well, still, it'll happen. Yeah, well, th- th- there's lots of time for that. Yes. But barbecue contests are just such a cool thing because, yes. you know, I joke about it being the only sport where the, the tailgate party and the sport are the same. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, we competed for a couple of years. And our second year, actually, uh, we, and oh, the, the whole point here is that for the first couple of years of the contest, because it was a qualifier for the Jack Daniels Invitational and the American Royal in Kansas City, the two of the biggest barbecue contests yes. in the world, and because it was a, an international competition, yep. if you won barbecue on the bow, you'd get a you'd get invited to the American Royal and the Jack Daniels as an international team. So just an automatic invite. It was like a loophole because yeah. in the, for the Jack Daniels in particular, if you win a barbecue t- contest in in the U.S., then you get entered in the draw mm-hmm. to go into the Jack Daniels, and only about 50 teams yeah. were entered. So all these American teams would come up to Calgary, and there were all these ringers, right. and maybe one or two Canadian teams, and we really didn't know much about Southern-style barbecue, and uh, they would win, mm-hmm. and they wanted to just up the level of competition from the Canadian teams. Sure, so, yep. so w- w- my team became one of a handful of teams that were – kind of charged with, you know, representing Canada in a right. way. Yeah. And the second year that we competed, we came first place in pork shoulder, pork butt. Nice. Yeah. And then we were really hooked. Yeah, you got and that call. You get the call and you're in, right? That's right. We got to yeah. go up to the dance floor, as they say. Yeah. And we competed at the barbecue on the bow for the next uh, six or seven years. I ended up moving to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And there was the, the Canadian National Barbecue Contest that had been started by David Beljasic in in New Westminster in, in, in uh, the Vancouver region. Yep. But we competed there for a couple of years, and um, I guess it was in year two thousand. Um, it was two, the summer of two thousand and one. Uh, David was sick. He he was actually uh, had cancer. He was very ill, and he, the the. We had the year before we had actually came, come second place in the Canadian barbecue championship. So we were sort of really ready to, we were starting to peak and yeah. the Canadian contest got canceled and we ended up uh, going down to a, a suburb of Portland, right. Newburgh, Oregon to compete in the Oregon state championship because we just want, and this was me and a couple other people I, I assembled a kind of West coast version of the team. Right. The Rock and Ronnie's butt shredders were called. Yep. And we went down to the Oregon Open, uh, the three of us, and <clears throat> got to the contest late. And there were 15 teams there or so. And it was in the, in the, in the kind of like the, the back lot of a, a home hardware in, Port- okay. in Newburgh, Oregon. 
and I'll be darned if we didn't win the contest. We came first in brisket, first in chicken, uh, uh, first in uh, pork shoulder, and first overall. And we were, became the first Canadian barbecue team to ever win uh, a U.S.-based barbecue contest. Nice. It was really so cool. You know, we got on page three of the the Vancouver Sun and the <laughs> yeah. the Canucks sent us tickets to the next hockey game. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I remember, Ryan, we, we were, it was so fun to win that contest. It was just like 15 bucks, 1500 bucks in prize money, which kind of paid for our expenses. Yep. And, um, we were handed the trophies by the kind of like the queen and princesses of the Oregon state fair or something okay. like that. When we crossed the border, in, back into Canada, yeah. the border guard said, "Sir, do you have anything to declare?" And I said, "I declare that we are the Canadian, <laughs> we are the Oregon State Barbecue Champions." So, that how was, did that go? It went. He, he laughed, yeah. and let us through. But yeah, so that was really the spark. After seven years of competing, we won this big, you know, contest, yeah. and that uh, that kind of. Basically, I had always wanted to do a, a barbecue cookbook, but because of the, you know, the profile that we got from winning this contest, I was able to get a book deal, and I, right. I put my first book together, Barbecue Secrets, and sort of had, had, you know, over the next, I guess, fifteen or twenty years, had, had a kind of a barbecue career where nice. I we we actually ended up going back the next year and winning. Uh, the Canadian Barbecue Championships, which we had moved to Whistler by then, and we became the first Canadian team to win the Canadian Barbecue Championship. Awesome! Which was super cool. Yeah, for sure. and got a chance because of that, and because of the other win, we got a chance to go down to the Jack Daniels, and we competed in the Jack Daniels and the uh, and the American Royal in Kansas Tomorrow. City. Yep, and it was uh, very glamorous and and exciting, and uh, and we ate a lot of fatty meat. Yep. Stayed up really late. So that, that, you know, and that's really, and then we competed for quite a few years more. And of course, and, and the thing is that after Bob Lyon came down to Calgary and did that art all day barbecue workshop, uh, my teammates and I uh, decided that we would lead a similar workshop mm-hmm. uh, in Calgary. And I did a few in Vancouver too. And we actually uh, put on that workshop for 20, 20 straight years in Calgary. Wow. Yep. And because of that, and I'm very proud of this, is that that little group of 12 people I talked about going to that first all-day workshop, for 20 years, we, every summer, trained another bunch of people in Southern-style barbecue and competitive barbecue. And we, I think from the, the seeds of Bob Lyons' Uh, course and from us again really passing that word on over the years we helped to create a barbecue culture in calgary and alberta that still exists today and a lot of the people who went to our barbecue workshops uh, founded teams and went on to have much more successful and glamorous barbecue careers than than i did glamorous there's barbecue glamour there's glamour and a grease stain on it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's, I was just that's thinking. The, that's yeah. the story. I was just thinking. There's you could probably uh, 
do a pretty interesting almost family tree uh, stemming from that first uh that I first would, Bob I Lyon would love class, to see right? that because you yeah. really can trace you can I trace imagine, those uh, people who the spark you know some some light bulb went off in their head yeah. when they were in, in our all day class and okay yeah. I'm going to form a team yeah and many of them did and and you know even besides the team or my team other people who were in that original group mm-hmm. uh, of Bob Lyon's class went on to go to the win the 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 Alberta championship and went on to the Jack Daniels too. Yeah. So yeah, really there is a legacy there. That's su- super cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh while I haven't done any competing yet, I'm on, uh, on the barbecue on the bow board this year. Oh, excellent. Uh, and gotten involved in that side of the things a little bit. So I'm sure, uh, there's some folks that, uh, you know, would be part of that tree that I'm, oh, I've gotten to know a little bit. Right. Absolutely. So, and you know, people, when you think about it, I mean, there are people like Kathy Richardier, who mm-hmm. for many years was the restaurant critic for the for the Calgary Herald. She okay. was on my original yep. team. She was she is one of the original butt shredders. Yeah. And there's a fantastic cook named Ammo Jackson, mm-hmm. who was on the original butt, butt shredders. And I think she's been on the barbecue on the bow board for many okay. years. And yep. you have people like Sharma Christie uh, and others have, have really contributed to the barbecue culture of Calgary. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. has taken on a life of its own. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's really a great community. To, uh, I'm happy to be a part of it. It, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, jumping back a little, what do you find yourself doing now? A corporate communications consultant? Yeah. I mean, you know, at the at the height of my barbecue career, when I did my third book, mm-hmm. which is Barbecue Secrets Deluxe, I was competing. I think the most contests we ever did in one season was seven. Yeah. And I was doing like I would do a promotion tour for my book. And I started doing corporate workshops. I do classes like at the cookbook company, mm-hmm. uh, but I started doing corporate barbecue workshops. And for a very short while, I was probably doing more barbecue than anything else. But for you know the 35 or more years of my whole career has really been as a communications guy. Okay. I, I graduated from journalism school, but really almost immediately went into corporate PR and in particular, doing internal communications, doing employee newsletters and things like that. But I've done, you know, all the whole, the PR guy thing, the annual reports and executive speeches and right. being the company spokesperson when there's a, when there's a crisis. And I still do that. Um, uh, at, at about 20 years ago, I actually moved, uh, well, I moved my family from Calgary to Vancouver. Right. And we've been living here ever since here in North Vancouver. Although I still consider Calgary to be kind of my almost home base, especially when it comes to barbecue. And a lot of my my work as a communicator has been helping, you know, working with oil companies, gas gas companies in Calgary. Excellent. Yeah. So today I'm working as a as a as a freelance communications guy and I have just come off a a giant like eight month uh, project, a writing project. Okay. And so, uh, as far as the barbecue side of things go, uh, I mean, I obviously I didn't do the one, but the annual workshop in Calgary this year yeah, didn't well. go because of the, you know, the economy and COVID. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of after a twenty-year run, it was kind of sad to see that end. Yeah. Um, and I haven't actually been so busy with this project that I haven't really even looked up to think about what to do next, but. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a feeling like, and, and as you know, probably 
about 15 years ago to help promote, or maybe 10 or 15 years ago, I, to help promote my barbecue side of my career. And also just to learn about the technology, I started a barbecue podcast. Right. Uh, just called the Barbecue Secrets Podcast. And mm -hmm. I, I guess I produced about four, over the last 12 or 15 years, I've produced about four seasons okay. of, of the podcast. Going from the first season, which is which really just produced on my laptop in a super crude way, yep. to the fourth or the fifth seasons where I actually hired a sound engineer as a oh, summer yep. student and yep. who spent the whole summer producing these elaborate hour and a half long podcasts with multiple guests and so on. And um, but I haven't done it for years, so I'm really glad that. You you picked up the torch. Well, I, yeah, it's uh, I'm having a lot You're of fun. Spreading the word of barbecue. Yeah. Well, and you, you, saying that, I was looking at your website and uh, some of your blog posts, and I I felt some pressure uh, when I saw one of your blog posts. Uh, Surefire steps to a perfect podcast interview. Oh, there you go. So I thought, uh, oh, geez, I got better uh, better prepare for this <laughs> one. <laughs> well, it's a great medium, you know, and it's yeah. grown so much. It is when yeah. I when I first had my barbecue podcast. When I launched it, it was very shortly after Apple launched its podcasting sort of area of the yeah. of the Apple uh, Apple Music or, or, yeah. or uh, iTunes. And yeah, it was originally, yeah. For quite a while, when I publish a a podcast, it was among the top five food podcasts on iTunes. Mm -hmm. But that's just a fun, you know. But then that was a, and it had like about twelve hundred, maybe. 2000 listeners and that was yeah. a function of just getting in early right exactly yeah yes uh, so today obviously i couldn't do that but it's kind of fun i've been watching the technology and mm -hmm. all these things instagram live and oh it's crazy uh, yeah all these YouTube i, I kind of everything. am tempted to to jump back in just just to experiment with the technology and see how i think it would be kind of fun this episode is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. Park Power has low overhead, and chances are you'll save money if you switch. You can find out how much money you would save by visiting parkpower.ca and plugging your numbers into the Alberta Energy Savings Calculator. If you decide to switch, it's easy. Nothing changes about your service, only the price you pay. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Question I usually ask uh, folks right at the beginning, but uh, we kind of got off uh, off there, and that's awesome. What does barbecue mean to you, Ron? Well, I think, you know, barbecue, to me, because of the way I grew up with it, is Southern-style barbecue. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm no expert in, in terms of I'm, I'm not an American what I've done with my career in barbecue is a giant act of cultural appropriation. Sure. Yep. You know, I'm a worship. I'm a worshiper, and and I'm a book learned mm -hmm. barbecue guy, right? I, it was only later in my barbecue career that yeah. I got to travel and go to places like the American Royal, and I got to go to San Antonio, Texas, and and visit some of those historic barbecue joints. But for me, barbecue is Southern style barbecue. It has to do with long traditions of a style of cooking that really came from, it's a blend of cooking styles from the West Indies, where, you know, the, the ancient peoples of the, 
the uh, yep. Caribbean islands had a style of cooking where they would cook their meat over a, a rack made out of wood over a smoldering fire that was called a, 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 a barbacoa or barbaca. And so you have that West Indian influence, and then you have the uh, African-Americans who the, actually, well, first of all, the African mm -hmm. slaves who, who were in the West Indies and in places like Jamaica in particular, who kind of mixed with the native peoples of that island and they shared kind of cooking techniques. And of course, pork was not native to right. Jamaica. And so you have that, that kind of, that part of the history of barbecue. And then you also have all the Czech and German Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. deli guys and meat experts that came into the southern U.S., particularly central yeah, and east absolutely. Texas, and yeah, set up these yeah. barbecue joints and sold deli meats, but also smoked giant shoulders of beef and so on. And so there are all these different traditions. And then, of course, the early American settlers in the eastern seaboard, uh, the they brought their pigs, which roamed around the hickory forests, and they learned from the natives how to cook a pig in a, in a, in a pit. And so, to me, barbecue is all those kinds of things. It's a very broad term for what I would call a, a true indigenous American mm -hmm. style of cooking that grew out of a whole bunch of different roots. And that I really am, uh, have was an early proponent of, you know, you're, you read my yeah. little bio blurb. I certainly today would not call myself Canada's leading proponent of Southern style barbecue, but 10 years yes. ago, I probably was. Now there are all these guys yeah. and all these teams and many more contests and barbecue in Canada has, it has. has grown enormously. And I would just add one other thing, it's kind of gassing on here, but for when you say the term barbecue to me, Ryan, I also think of what is mm -hmm. Canadian barbecue because I'm, as I say, I'm this book learned barbecue guy. I'm a student. I'm a cultural yep. appropriator. But if there were to be a style of Canadian barbecue, for me at least, it would be uh, the mm -hmm. First Absolutely. Nations yep. of the West Coast of British Columbia who for, you know, millennia have been cooking wild salmon over an mm -hmm. alder using an right. alder fire and so you know all these different parts of the world have their barbecue traditions but for for canada it has to be indigenous Agreed, peoples yeah. who cooked uh, their food over over a smoky fire like that yeah, and that's something i've started doing a little bit on the podcast and going to be doing more of is uh looking at kind of the origins of alberta barbecue here specifically and uh, have been reaching yeah. been reaching out to some indigenous chefs and hoping to get uh some of them on, and uh, I visited a bison ranch a, f a few weeks back and had them on the podcast. Oh, that's and fantastic. Looking at some of those uh, indigenous foods uh, here locally in Alberta and uh, the origins of it here. So, absolutely, I agree with you 100% there. You have to, you can't talk about the origins or the history without bringing that into it. So, I totally agree. And, you know, my friend Amos Garrett, the famous blues session man, uh, he happens to be a total barbecue aficionado and he and David Wilkie, his, his musical friend, uh, competed in the first few barbecue on the bow okay. contest. And, uh, you know, 
Amos, uh, he might be a guy, yeah. I don't know if you get a chance to interview him, but he is, uh, he used to use willow branches mm. in his barbecue pit, uh, which created a really nice, that's an Alberta sort of hardwood yeah. flavor. Yeah. And Bir- I think birch, birch, birch is, yeah, that's kind of, also used too. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm interested actually, because I really don't know mm-hmm. a lot about first nations or, you know, indigenous traditions when it mm-hmm. comes to cooking over a, a fire in, 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 on the prairies. I know it was a, a lot, when you think about First Nations life on the prairies compared to the West Coast, there's a huge difference. A little, I mean, little tougher, yeah. Much more, <laughs> much tougher, a much more hand-to-mouth hand to mouth existence yeah. that the, the people here uh, yeah. in, in Alberta had to well, live. Absolutely, so yeah. I'm interested in what they, they would have done with the smoky fire. Yeah. When they had time to do it, when they weren't starving. That's right, yeah. <laughs> getting on to the next season. Yeah. Uh, jumping back to your competition days, Ron, uh, what were you cooking on back then? You mentioned that $20 Brinkman water smoker. Is that like the little uh, vertical, like the Weber Smoky yeah. Mountain style? That's right, yeah. that's right. Most people are familiar with the kind of the bullet style yeah. uh, smoker, water smoker. Yeah. And our first one was a Brinkman, and we used that in our first competitions. Yeah. Is that the one that opened on the bottom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the first the, the twenty dollar yeah. one that my friend bought. Yeah. It was it really was super crude. Yeah, that's what I really said. very primitive. Yeah. They had no air vents yeah. on the bottom. Um, yeah, just, but it, it yeah. worked. That was my it first worked. smoker, sixty dollar Brinkman. It was from Bass Pro Shops. Uh, yeah, so and, and it worked like it. it worked. Yeah. Now then we graduated fairly quickly to Weber's Smoky Mountain Cook. Pardon me. Yep. Smoky Mountain Cookers. Yes. And we have always used those. Yeah. That's just been our go-to. I mean, I also have used the big green egg in a couple of competitions, yeah. and it's a it's a great great cooker. Yeah. But we have, um, and I'm a, really I still cook a lot on my big green egg. Yeah. But I am a super dyed in the wool Weber fan. Yeah, and I think the Smoky Mountain cooker, uh, you can produce competition quality barbecue in that any day Absol- of the week. Absolutely, and there and there are would, teams that are still doing using those uh, and winning. So. Yes, Absolutely. and so we, we, you know, it was very satisfying, actually, Ryan, because uh, we competed in the Jack Daniels and, uh, well, the Canadian Barbecue Championship. The one, that, the first time we won, we were competing against, uh, they had attracted a big international field, and we were competing against Paul Kirk, was in that contest, yeah. and so was... Um, What's his name? The most famous barbecue guy of all, uh, Jack's Old South. Oh, uh, Myron. Yeah, Myron, Myron Mixon, Mixon was yeah. in that contest. Oh, wow, yeah. So yeah. my team beat Paul Kirk and Myron Mixon in the Canadian bar- Barbecue Championships, nice. and using Weber Smoky Mountain cookers yeah. and cooking with good old Kingsford briquettes. Nice. So, in fact, I'd say when I still when I teach my barbecue classes, and I'm still a huge fan of Kingsford because a lot of people go, "Oh, Ronnie, you know Kingsford, you know briquettes. That's so vulgar. You know they <laughs> they have like fillers and they use hardwood mm-hmm. to to make them and all this kind of stuff." But I would argue that in every human brain in North America there's a nerve right at the base of everyone's skull that is ingrained with the smell of Kingsford briquette, briquette sure. starting up. Yep. 
you know, everybody knows the smell of Kingsford briquettes because they grew up smelling that across from down the block when the neighbor started uh, his or her grill, a charcoal grill. And I believe that what has part of what has won us barbecue contests is because we use Kingsford, we hit that nerve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and the judges and it is a comfort food nerve for sure. And barbecue is not about fancy combinations of flavors. No, it's barbecue. At least competitive barbecue is you're trying to hit the nerve, uh, like a Proustian flashback. You're trying to produce mm-hmm. in the judge's mind of the best barbecue he or she has ever had, and you're trying to beat that. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's fun. And now, of course, since we started competing, you know, I guess it's it's over 20 years ago now, 20, 25 years ago, the world of barbecue has changed so much that it, in some ways it's kind of lost its way in, in, in a way. I've heard some people say this, is that now all the teams are using all these injections yep. into the meat and they're, you know, injecting the meat with hydrolyzed uh, protein and uh, doing these things to boost up the umami yeah, flavor of get as much flavor into that one bite product. as I can, right? Yeah, and I think it's a kind of like a bit of a a perversion of what barbecue is about because it's supposed to be this low, slow, gentle, mm-hmm. old school kind of cooking. Uh, there are still very famous competitors who don't do any of that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Like like Chris Lilly, for example. Sure, I'm yeah. a big fan of, of Chris's. Yeah. He doesn't use any of this this nonsense. Um, so, But but I, I, I think there's, there's no question that barbecue is just as vibrant and Absolutely. diverse and popular as it ever was before. And the cool thing, and I'm sure you will agree here, is that over the last 25 years, like 25 years ago in Canada, if there were a, a barbecue joint, mm-hmm. people would probably just have not heard of it. And it would have been somebody probably from the U.S. who tried to start up a restaurant sure. somewhere in Canada. Yep. But it really wasn't known, wasn't popular. But I'd say every major city in Canada now yep. has real real Southern-style barbecue joints. Absolutely. And you can eat barbecue. And people know what it is. Yep. What's your favorite barbecue, Ryan? Um. Meat, do you mean, or place? Yeah, well, anything. Uh, Your favorite style of barbecue? Yeah, I do love a good brisket. The best barbecue you've ever eaten? I love a good brisket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably my favorite. Absolutely. Um, Through my work, I've uh, had the chance to go down to Texas, to Houston a few times. Oh, that's great. And I've usually been there for long enough that I've had a weekend there where I've been able to do some little uh, barbecue road trips, so... Uh, I've been fortunate to hit a few of the top 10 uh, top spots down in Texas. Uh, That's terrific. Uh, my favorite would be, without a doubt, Louis Mueller. Oh, really? Okay. Taylor, been there three times. Fantastic. Wouldn't say it's the best. It's certainly right up there. But just the whole, you know, they call it the Cathedral of Smoke, and you walk into that building. It's yeah. been there since the 40s, and it's just uh, a little piece of history, right? Yeah. those. I think that... Central Texas. Yeah, yeah I, I actually got a chance to write an article for Monte Cristo magazine a few years ago because I went down to to that area yeah. in Central Texas around San Antonio and there's the, what they call the barbecue trail yep, there. Yeah. And um, 
I actually equate, I said uh, um, that what the Champagne region of France is to wine, mm-hmm. Central Texas is to barbecue. Absolutely. It really is this regional specialty that is, there's something about it that's not like, like nothing else. Yeah. Cook a perfect beef brisket, yeah. Texas beef brisket that's smoked over post oak, yep. which is a wild oak tree that grows like a weed out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with nothing more than salt, pepper, maybe a little bit of cayenne. Yep. They don't even put sauce on it. No. There's something that's really magical about it really perfectly is. done yeah. Texas brisket, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I've been... Uh, I did the lineup at Franklin uh, Barbecue. Oh, you did? That. See, I've never been to Franklin. Yeah, it, uh, it lived up to it. You know, it did. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I've heard many others say that there's there's just as good barbecue in the, in Austin where you don't have to wait four hours in line. Yeah. yeah. But uh, to do it, I've, at least I can say I've done it. I know. There's that uh, mystique, right? And, have you been to Have you been to Smitty's in Lockhart? I, I didn't go to Smitty's, but I went to Kreitz Market. Oh, Which, that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's a place in, in that area. There's Lockhart. There's Elgin. Elgin. Uh, uh, Texas. There's a place called Southside Barbecue. I've been to Southside. Yeah, it's a little oh, more, a little bit more commercial, big, uh, bigger commercial operation. It's it's big. Yeah. But man, they're, they're, they they're Texas oh, hot links. Yeah. Good sausage. And they, yeah. Uh, and actually, probably the best barbecue I've ever had, Ryan, yeah. was at the Southside Barbecue in Elgin, Texas. Yeah. And it was mutton. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Which is, I think it's a young lamb, goat, yeah, right? Goat or lamb? Yeah. I think yeah. it's. I think it's goat. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And um, it was the most unctuous, fatty, yep. most delicious, smoky thing uh, I've ever, I've ever had. Yep. So. What about uh, near uh, Vancouver area? There any good, uh, good spots? Uh, well, there's a place called. Um, well. It's it's um blues. What's it? The, oh, Memphis Blues. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. Memphis Blues uh, has been around for quite a while, yeah. and they cook authentic barbecue. They do. They're out this way as well. Yeah, I think they 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 got it. Yeah. And if you catch it right uh, when their brisket is peaking, mm-hmm. and you go in there, you're going to get real barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you know, I don't keep up yeah. too too much. Uh, there's there's um, you know my friend um, is it well? I've got some. There's a uh, as far as Vancouver goes. There's one probably missing somebody. There's one place, and I can't think of the name. John is his name. He's a competition. John Ling him or oh John him Ling. Yeah. Yes, he's great. Yeah, so he's got a place out that way. I've heard of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Hog Shack. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, John has a great place, yeah. but I, you know, especially with COVID, yeah. but I, if you cook barbecue at home, yeah. you don't go out for barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would you, why would you pay somebody to cook it for you yeah. when you cook it at home? Yeah. And also just over, <laughs> over 25 years, yeah. my wife yeah. and my family members yeah. have just, okay, I've had, I've enough. had enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need any more of this stuff. Yeah. If you make your way over to the island, there's a Jones uh, barbecue over there as well that I've had him on the podcast. I haven't been myself, but uh, that's great. He, well, he's there's a lot it, of guys. Yeah. yeah. He's got the a lot uh, of guys cooking really good stuff. Yeah. He's got the offset smokers doing it the, the Texas style. And that's terrific. Yeah. Um, so to, these days, as far as barbecue goes, just cooking at home. That's really yeah. it for you. you. Know, I, 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 I use my big green egg. Yeah. 
I certainly will cook. Uh, I've, I've cooked uh, on my you know, smoke mountain cooker. I've a couple times I've you know put four pork shoulders on there and called friends and said who wants to who wants some yep. sort of try to share with the with the neighborhood. But mm-hmm. uh, and I'll I'll throw on a few racks of ribs and so mm-hmm. on once in a while. I would say that when it comes to barbecue, if I'm really keeping one style of barbecue going, certainly it would be, I I still cook salmon on a cedar plank a lot. But I got a chance to go down to Jamaica a few times. I've been down there three times now. Um, And to me, jerk uh, is a special kind of barbecue. It's sort of the original barbecue, but you, you have this incredible chili heat from the Scotch bonnet peppers. You have those flavors of allspice and the smoke from the pimento wood mm. and the, the, the incredible, and then, you know, the, the kind of green onion. And there's this, this combination of flavors and jerk yeah. and the, and the chili heat that is, that's one thing that I have worked really hard at over the last 25 years to try to perfect doing jerk, jerk uh, chicken in particular. Right, right. So that if I had one favorite style that I like to cook a lot, right. it would be, it would be jerk chicken. Excellent. Uh, there's uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Bow Valley barbecue out here. Uh, you're out of, out of Canmore. They do sauces, salsa. Oh, no, I have got a, a jerk sauce that they, uh, that they put it, they, they've got out. So, oh. I'll, uh, yeah, there's something very special about I'll it. Maybe I'll try to get a bottle out to you. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, if folks want to get in touch through the website, is that the best way to reach out to you? I guess so. I mean, I would. Inc- I don't have anything to plug. Yeah, yeah and that's fair. But like, yeah. I'm not selling anything. Yeah. But I, I'd say that if you wanted a, a barbecue diversion, mm-hmm. then and and that you know you listen to your podcast, Brian. But look for the Barbecue Secrets podcast. Yeah. It's on. It's on iTunes. And you, you can get it, you know, it, it's, it's, you can subscribe to it yeah. using your favorite podcatcher. Yep. And, um, my barbecue, um, blog, barbecue secrets yep. blog has just tons and tons of recipes in addition to the podcast episodes. Right. So there's a treasure trove of recipes on that and stories and so on. So I encourage people, if you're, if you're interested in learning further about my, my style of cooking or hearing some more of my stories for sure. Uh, and go to those sources. Yep. And uh, the books, are they available at all anymore or out of print completely? Uh, they're out of print, but I actually just mailed a case of them to the cookbook company Cooks. Okay, here in, in Calgary. In Calgary. Yep. My, my dear friend, Gail Norton, yep. who runs the cookbook company, finally ran out of books recently. And so I do have a stash Jeez. of books. All right. And I've been sharing some of them with Gail. So if you want a copy of the book, Either contact me directly or go to the cookbook company. All right. Great stuff. Uh, last question I ask folks, Ron, uh, it's dinner time, and I think you may have already answered the question, but uh, what's the go-to meal for you? Hmm. You know, I'd say it would have to be, if I'm going to cook barbecue these days, I'm going to be cooking jerk chicken. Yeah. I'm going to cook it on a rotisserie. In my Weber Summit, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to put a couple of hardwood like chunks or even small logs yep. of on each side of the rotisserie that are going to burn inside of the chamber of the Weber. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make some magnificent jerk gravy with some 
some stock or demi glass and put a bunch of Walker's wood jerk seasoning in it. And I'm going to have jerk chicken, rotisserie jerk chicken that's been rubbed with a jerk spice and probably brined with a jerk gravy and some classic uh, rice and beans, red kidney beans and rice done in that Jamaican style. Nice. That, that is my ideal barbecue meal. That sounds all right to me, man. <laughs> well, Ron, uh, thank you so much. It's really been a, a joy to chat with you and hear your story a little bit. And, uh, uh, yeah, great to, great to talk to somebody who's kind of been at it, uh, going, going way back. Right. So. Oh God. Yeah. I, it's been too long. You know, I don't compete anymore because that is too much schlepping. Yeah. It's right? a, yeah, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough go. Yeah. No, I, I should, before we sign off, yeah. Ryan, What's your go-to? Uh, if I've got the time, I'll do a brisket. Ah, uh, yeah. I yep. uh, did a nice little pork butt uh, on the weekend in my Weber kettle, which turned out great. So Fantastic. I love doing that. So ribs are always a hit too. So Good. Well, you're, I like that. Yeah. I like the traditionalist. Yeah. yeah, I love the kettle too. It's a great, uh, great little cooker, so. It is. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome, Ron. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time here tonight. And uh, uh, look forward to maybe if you're back in town uh, next year doing your class, we'll uh, we'll hit you up here. So That would be lovely. Awesome. Okay, well, take care and, and have a good winter, everybody. Keep on growing. For sure. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you so much to Rock and Ronnie Shuchuk for joining me on the show this week. It was great to share the story of someone who helped lay the groundwork for all of us plugging away in one way or another in the Canadian barbecue community. The Eat More Barbecue Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. This week's network shout-out goes to the Dave Berta Podcast. Host Dave Cornoyer talks of politics, policy, and events from an Albertan perspective. And with everything going on in the province right now, he has a lot to say. Please visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to the Dave Berta Podcast and all the other great shows on the network. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week. Hey, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joints some love. Give me a follow on Twitter at eatmorebarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at eat underscore more underscore barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking. Mm-hmm.